That was intense, right? I, I just want to start off by saying we don't promote gambling here at Avalon Church. I just want to make sure we were clear about that. But we also don't believe that following Jesus is a gamble either, all right? Uh, but this video has a lot of application to what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes. Um, I just, I, I, the dealer is really what I, I hope you got to hear a little bit. The dealer asking the man, are you sure you want to do this? Like, do you know it's all of your life savings? Uh, are, you, are you all in? Are you gonna, once you do this, you can't go back. And so I just, I want you to keep that in mind as we go through uh, God's Word this morning. But I just want to welcome you if you're new here. Uh, my name is Pastor Arthur. I'm the youth and worship pastor here. And here's how this kind of works. Um, when the youth and worship pastors speak on Sunday mornings, we do the very thing that the senior pastor wants to speak on, but he's too scared to do it. So um, I know if you're viewing online, Pastor Dale, hey, how are you? Um, we're all in today. We're all in. So we're going to talk about this message, all in, the, the tagline that it's criminal to live casually. It's a, it's a special, special word this morning. It's challenging, not just for you all, but it was challenging for me even as I begin to prepare uh, for this morning's message. Um, but th this is going to be an exciting morning, but I want to prepare you also for next Sunday. Uh, Pastor William Nieto is going to be speaking. Like, he almost gave a full-on sermon for the offering, so we, you guys already just got a little taste of it. Um, but it, I'm, I'm super excited. We've been praying. Uh, the, uh, the name of the message next week is The Time Is Now. So you can kind of see the urgency in this next few weeks, right? So all in, and the time is now. So it's, uh, I do believe that God is calling us as, as his people to step up and bring hope to a hopeless and broken world, I believe that this morning. But uh, no matter where you're at in your walk of life, if you came in here for the first time in a long time, if uh, maybe it's your first time ever in a church, I, I really, I'm especially grateful for you. And I'm thankful that you came and you stopped by and you took some time out of your Sunday morning to hang out with us. And I believe God has a special word for you. Um, I believe you're going to learn some things this morning. Um, and at very best, I would challenge you to go to the Bible and, and, and just don't follow my words, but go ahead and go to God's word and, and, and look up some of these things that we're going to talk about. Uh, and I believe you'll get some practical things out of that. But if you're a Christian this morning, um, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you will be challenged. Because God doesn't want us to live casually as Christians. There's nothing casual about what Jesus did for us. And He's calling us to live a life of faith. He's calling us to go all in. And so I, I believe He's going to challenge us. And He's going to take us outside of our comfort zone. He's going to do things this morning that you're, you're going to have to ask yourself, do I really believe in this? Do I really believe in the person of Jesus? And if I do, then I'm going to go all in. And why we're doing that is, is really at the end of the day, which we'll get to by the end of our message, is all to know Jesus, our Savior, more. We go all in because we want to know Jesus more and experience the power of his resurrection in our life. So the, the passages of Scripture that we're going to use is out of uh, Mark 12. 
Uh, and then out of Matthew 25, and then we're going to finish up and conclude our time answering the why behind the what of the all-in uh, in Philippians 3. So I, I, it's a little unconventional this morning. Again, you know, when you're the youth and worship pastor, you can do these kind of things. So uh, out of Mark 12 and, uh, and Matthew 25, I'm actually using the message version, so don't be scared, okay? Um, it's a conversational translation. It's not a literal translation, but I believe it's going to paint the picture that we need to really get this, to really understand. And we're going to conclude um, our time answering the why behind the what in Philippians, which is, I'll read out of the English Standard Version. If you have your version app right now, I know we put that up every, every week, but go to it uh, right now. You can open it up. Um, you can click under more and events, and all of the notes are there. You don't have to, you know, work through. If you got your bulletin, go ahead and make sure to take notes today, but follow us on version if you could. So our prayer this morning, well, our prayer, the prayer of our senior pastor this morning is simply this, that we would no longer have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. The prayer of our pastor, the prayer of our staff is that we wouldn't have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God because we believe that this kind of casual living, we believe it's, it's criminal. It's a terrible way to live, the message version says. It's not really living at all. And so we want you to experience the power of God in your life. We want you to, to look through the lens of, of, of things that are spiritual in your life and experience Jesus in a real way, but so often we can't because we have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. So I'm just going to say buckle up, okay? We're going to get outside of our comfort zone this morning. We're going to pray, and our prayer is going to be for God to transform our hearts, for God to stir up our affections for him like no other time before, that we would leave here different than when we came in, amen? So let's just go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the ability to be able to come here and worship you freely, God, to hear your word, the very breath of God. Lord, I just pray that I would get out of the way. I pray that you would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would convict us, that it would move us closer to you, that it would transform us. Father God, I just pray, Lord, that we'd be able to leave here different than what we came in, no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter what we brought in, that the, that the burden would be a little lighter on the way out because we know that our Savior is carrying the burden. Father God, move us, draw us closer to you, overwhelm us with your presence this morning. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to have to say that this morning we're going to have to put on our spiritual lives, okay? And I know if you're not from church, that might sound weird, okay? But we're going to have to put on our spiritual lives this morning because the passages we're going to be reading out of from the outside would seem as though we're going to be, because we're reading out of Mark 12 and Matthew 25, one's the widow's offering and the other one's the parable of the talents, both dealing with money and you're like, here we go again, right? The pastor is going to talk about money, but it's, that's the physical aspect, although that's very important. But I want you to hear the message and see this message through spiritual eyes. Because what we're going to be dealing with in these pieces of Scripture is the heart of the matter of the Scripture. 
It's not just the physical. So we need to be able to open up our eyes, to be able to see what Jesus is teaching us. So put on your spiritual eyes this morning. Open up your hearts to receive the very words of God. But we have to see this through a spiritual lens. Can I get an amen, church? All right, so we're going to read out of Mark 12, so if you have your Bible, go ahead and, and open that. If you have your version, look at that. So let me just give you a little background on, on, on Mark 12. So first and foremost, Jesus had just got done uh, talking in the temple to the scribes, and you've you got to read the passage before it. Not, not, no relation to what we're talking about this morning, but he was dealing with the scribes, and, and he was talking to them. But then right after that, he, he sat right outside of the temple, and, so, and, and there was an offering box right outside of the temple. So I just want to kind of give you... Uh, the, what was happening here. So they had a charity box, okay? Uh, the, I guess the closest thing that I could come up with is the Salvation Army guy. You know, in Christmas time, you have the, the, Christmas, the Santa Claus, you know. So you have this charity, and people would just come by, and they would drop money in this offering box. And it was just exactly that. Contributions were brought to this box, and they were, they were distributed out to the poor, uh, to the needy, uh, to charity, to work uh, of people that were in need. So you can just kind of see this. So people were just passing by, dropping money in this offering Offering box. So you can, now you kind of get the context of what we're going to be talking about here. So with that in mind, we get right into the scripture, Mark 12. Again, I'm reading out of the message, so it might be a little different than what you're reading in your Bible. So it goes like this. Sitting across from the offering box, Jesus, he was observing how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions. One poor widow came up and put in two small coins. Here's how the message describes it, a, a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over and said, hey, just by the way, this is interesting. Let me just back up for here for just a second. Jesus calls over his disciples. He sees what's going on here. He's seeing the heart of the matter here. And this is, there's always a teaching moment with Jesus. So if we have our spiritual eyes open, God is always trying to teach you something. He's always teaching us. And so here's a moment that Jesus says, here's a teaching moment. Here's an important moment for me to get the disciples in here to teach them this truth. And so Jesus says, get, hold on a second. This is important. Calls over his disciples and says, he says this, the truth is, you see this poor widow? This poor widow gave more to the collection, those measly two cents, right? Two cents. The widow gave more to the collection than all of the others put together. All the others gave what well, they'll never miss. But she gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. Can we say that together? She gave her all. She gave her all. She was all in. And so from a physical aspect, you would see this and say, okay, yeah, this passage is talking about money, and it is, and it's important. But we're talking about a measly two cents here. And Jesus said she went all in with what she had. So we can obviously tell that God is trying to get to the heart of the matter. It wasn't about the two cents. It was about how she gave. She gave her all. Others gave what they, could, what they didn't miss. She gave everything. She was all in. And I love the message version, how they use this word extravagantly. She gave extravagantly. So I love looking up definitions. So let's look this up. Extravagant. This is the Oxford definition. It says, exceeding what is reasonable or appropriate, absurd. Other definitions say, going beyond what is deserved or justifiable. So this poor widow, she gave beyond what was reasonable or appropriate. It was even absurd the way she gave. It was a measly two cents, 
but she gave her all. That was all she had. She went beyond what is deserved. She went beyond what was justifiable. It didn't even make sense the way she gave. She gave extravagantly. So you see, it was the heart of the matter. Jesus had a moment to teach his disciples, and he has a moment this morning to teach us. He's saying, you see, this poor widow, it's not about how much she gave. It's about how she gave. It's about why she gave. I'm trying to get to the heart of the matter here. This is more than just money, although money can be an idol and a God in our life. And that's what prevents us from going all in. But this morning, Jesus says, this poor widow gave all she had. She was all in. The focus is not money here, church family. It's how she gave. It's why she gave. It was the heart that was at stake here. She gave, what, she gave beyond what was justifiable. And I love how she says she gave her all. She was all in. So what does that mean for our life? What does that look like for the Christian in 2016? What that means is our time, our resources, everything that God has given us. What do we do with what God has given us? When we get around to it, do we use it for God when we get around to it? You know, if I have some time, I'll think about volunteering at Awana. If I, if I have, you know, if, if, you know, I have this place that I can kind of get away with on the weekend, so I go there and I'll, and I'll miss church. It's not a big deal, but it's not about going to church. It's about the heart of the matter. I want to be there. Why? Because I want to worship Jesus. I want to experience Jesus. I want to experience the power of his resurrection in my life. Guys, this is a hard message, and I don't expect a lot of amens this morning. I expect the stares this morning. But it's not my words. These are Jesus' words to us. We ought to be challenged in this. Philippians 1.21 says, To live is Christ, and to die is gain. God has given us so much. We have so much here in the United States of America. We are battling so many idols and so many gods, and they are taking the place of the one true God and knowing him more and worshiping him. And then we wonder why God is so far from us. At least that's how you feel about him. You wonder why you're not experiencing supernatural things in your life is because you're not going all in. So I have a a challenging question here for you. Are we replacing moments to experience the fullness of God in our lives, as it says in Ephesians 2, for earthly pleasures and fleshly desires? If you have your YouVersion app, you can answer it right there. And I I would challenge you right now, you can answer it. Answer it honestly and reflect on it later. Are we replacing moments in our life, every moment of our life, every breath that we have, we can experience the fullness of God in our life, as Ephesians 2 says, but we trade it in for things that don't even last more than an hour. We are fiending for more of what we try to attain. And Jesus says, if you just went all in with me, you'll be more than fulfilled. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added on. Guys, it's a hard message because we have so much. But I want y'all to experience the 
power of God in your life. And here's how we do that. And so the poor widow gave her all. She was all in. And so this leads us to the next parable, which is the parable of the talents. The message version says it's the, the story of the investment. So I got three volunteers are going to come up here. We got Nick Toro, Emily, and Jordan. Come on up. Y'all give it up for them. Come on. Hey, buddy. The youth will always say yes because I, I kind of force them into it, okay? So, Nick over here on this side. All right. Let me get this out here. Oh, you know what? I think someone took my money. Not real money. Awana money, okay? If you haven't seen Awana money yet, Pastor Dale's face is on it, which is pretty awesome, okay? He has like the million-dollar smile, okay? All right, so we're in the parable of the talents here. I kind of just want to, I'm going to introduce you, so... This is Nick Toro, and I love Nick. So everybody say, hi, Nick. Thank you for volunteering, although I know I forced you into it. This is Emily Toro, his sister. Y'all say, hi, Emily. And this is my man, Jordan Kearns, okay? So y'all say, hi, Jordan. So I'm going to read through the story and kind of just, I just wanted y'all to get some visuals here. I'm a visual learner, so this keeps me on my toes when I'm learning about the Word of God. So I'm going to read through this, and as I'm reading through it, I'm going to go ahead and incorporate them in the message. So it goes like this, starting at verse 14, Matthew 25, verse 14. It says this here, let me put it up on the screen here. It says, it's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and he delegated responsibilities. Remember, in this message, this is a parable. Jesus used, used parables to teach. These are just little stories that he would use to teach to relate to us. And so we're doing the same thing this morning. So the servants, that's us. Different walks of life, different, different responsibilities. Uh, we, have, we have different things. We have Some have a lot, some have a little. But Jesus is the master in this story, just to make sure we're clear. So he says, to one, he gave $5,000. Three, four. There you go, Nick. $5,000. Don't spend it all at once, okay? And to another, he gave $2,000. And to a third, $1,000. All right. Depending on their abilities. And then the master left. Right off, the first servant went to work. Go ahead. He went to work. You can drop it right in there. Look at that. He did it so perfectly. Thank you, Nick. Y'all give him a round of applause. And he doubled... And he doubled his investment, okay? The first person went to work with the 5000 and he doubled his master's investment. The second did exactly the same. Y'all give a round of applause for Miss Emily. Thank you, Emily. But the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Bubba. So here's the deal. Here's where we're going to get serious. After a long absence, the master of those three servants, he came back and he settled up with them. The one that was giving, that was given 5,000, he doubled his master's investment. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He mastered his master, uh, he mastered his Oh, sorry, he doubled his master's investment, so he had 10000 So by the way, I was talking to a brother, Jesse Winkler, this week, and he was kind of giving me some, some backing on the, on the talents and how much they were worth. So really, the, the, the currency is off a little bit, because really the 5000 was more equivalent to like 50000 
and, and, the, and, the, and the 2,000 was more equivalent to 20, and the 1,000 to 10. So that's a big lump sum, right? He doubled. He went all in. He risked it all, and he put all of the 50,000 in, and he came back with 100,000. All right, so just for the sake of that, just go ahead and think about that for just a second. So he had 10,000. He mastered his, his, um, his, he doubled his master's investment, excuse me. So the one given 5,000 showed him he had doubled uh, his uh, his master's investment. His master commended him. Here's what he said to the guy, the servant that doubled the investment. Here's the master. He says, good work. You did your job well. But the ESV says it best. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Jesus is challenging us today. So he's asking you, what are you doing with what I have given you? So the servant with the 2,000 showed how he also doubled his master's investment. Here it is, 4,000. So 40,000. He doubled his master's investment. He did exactly the same thing. He took what the master gave him and he doubled it. They went all in. They didn't hold some for themselves. They just went all in. They trusted that God would be God. They trusted that if God gave me this, then I'm going to give it back. And I'll know that if I seek first the kingdom of God, then all of these other things will be added on. He knew that. The two servants, the one with the 5,000 and the one with the 4,000. And here's what the master said to him. Good work. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. I will set you over much. Now enter into the joy of your master. But here's where it gets tricky. The servant given, the servant given 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. Now hold up here. Isn't this what we do with God? God says, I've given you so much, but the very first thing we do is we make excuses, don't we? God, um, here's the deal. I know you got high standards, right? I really don't know the Bible enough. I just started, I, if I go to Awana, somebody might ask me a question. It might get really weird. I don't know the answer. I know you hate careless ways, and you demand the best and make no allowances first. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to be a part of that because I don't, I just, you know, I don't know, and I, I don't, I just, you know, I don't want to mess up. God, I don't want to mess up. We make so many excuses. God has given us so much, but the very first thing that we do is we make an excuse. No matter what the excuse is, we make those excuses. And Jesus says, I've given you so much. I've entrusted you with what I've entrusted you with on purpose. And then he goes, I was afraid I might disappoint you. Is that you this morning? Do you have fear? Are you fearful? Are you scared? Are you worried that if you went all in, that Jesus won't hold you? That Jesus won't walk with you? That Jesus will, will, will take care of you? That he'll provide for you? Where are you at this morning? Jesus says, don't be afraid, for I am with you always. 
Choose faith over fear. Here's what he says. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a really good hiding place to secure your money. Here it is. Safe and sound. Down to the very last cent. Jesus, are you happy with me? Jesus, I'm good, right? Like, I wasn't a bad person, but I'm good, right? Like, I just, I didn't really do anything, but I, I didn't do anything bad. I'm good, right? I, I, I'm, I'm safe. It's hard to hear, but Jesus is not interested in safe. He's interested in risk. He's interested in faith and trust. Here's how the master responds. And y'all, this is scary. I pray every single day, Lord, help me to give you everything. Because I know that everything has come from you. And everything you've entrusted me with, God, help me to lay it down at your feet by faith. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself away to you because of this statement. Jesus responds to the man who played it safe. The man who, he wasn't really bad, but he really didn't do anything with what God has given him with. He didn't do anything. He had a lot to offer. He had a lot to give. He, he, God has entrusted him with many things, but he said, Jesus, I, you know, I, I, I didn't mess it up. I, you know, I didn't want, I wanted to make sure I was, that, I, that I was good. Here's how the master responds. The master was furious. He says, that's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. It's criminal to live casually as a Christian. If you knew that I was after the best, here it is, guys. Is Jesus going to tell you this when you see him face to face? Why did you do less than the least? The guy with the 5,000 and the guy with the 2,000, they went all in. But I, I, I've given you this. And maybe you're thinking, I don't have a lot to offer. I'm not good at this. And I'm not like this guy or like, like this woman. But, but God is saying, listen, I don't, want you to comp- I don't want you to get stuck in the compare trap. I just want you to give me what I gave you. I want you to go all in. I don't want you to fit in like everyone else. I, don't, I mean, if someone looked at your life, would they be able to say, yes, he's a Christ follower. Yes, she's a Christ follower. Or do you fit in and look just like everyone else? How are we to bring hope to a hopeless and broken world when we look like everyone else? He says the least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, trusted me with that. Or at least I would have gotten a, a little interest. You could have went in just, you could have trusted me even, you could have had the faith of a mustard seed at least, and trusted me with it. So here's what he tells us this morning. Take that thousand that I gave you and give it to the one who risked the most. Take that thousand that I gave you, that I gave you and give it to the one who risked the most. And get rid of this play it safe kind of stuff. Who won't go out on a limb. Y'all, Jesus is challenging us this morning. These are not my words. These are the words of Christ. 
He's saying, I don't want that play it safe stuff. I don't want that, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not qualified, so I can't, I can't be a part of it because I don't want to mess it up. I can't do this because I don't have the right words. No, Jesus is saying, get rid of that play it safe stuff, who won't go out on a limb kind of stuff. Don't do that. Go all in. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added on to you. Be faithful with a little this morning, church, and he'll set you over much. And the beautiful part of that is he says, enter into the joy of your master. That's the prize. And it's scary that he says, I'll throw him out into utter darkness. We don't want to read that part. That part's a reality in our walk with Christ. One day we're going to see our master face to face. We will. Christian, non-Christian, we're going to see our master face to face. So why? Why do we go all in? We've, we've read the importance of going all in. We, Jesus uh, taught us through the the, the, the widow, he, he taught us through the parable of the talents. He's saying, listen, playing it safe and, and, and having one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, that's, that's, it's a criminal way to live, to live cautiously like that. It's terrible. And so you need to risk it all. You need to go all in with me. You need to trust me that I'll provide. You need to trust me that I'll walk with you. But what's the why behind the all in? Why? How does it? What is it, what, what is in it for us? I hate using that term. But when we go all in, I'm just going to read this first, Philippians. This is why we go all in. So if this morning you're on the fence, or maybe this morning you've been a Christian for a long time, and you've just been living casually, and you've been in a place with God or with Jesus, and you just haven't experienced him, you haven't really, you, you just feel so disconnected, and, 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 and you just, you got, you're like, there's got to be more to this Christian life. I just, I, I just, I haven't experienced what some of these other people are experiencing. It's because you didn't go all in. Because here's why we go all in. This is Beautiful. i got to open up my, my Bible for this one. But whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because, here it is, why? I love the Bible because it tells us why. Why do I count everything, everything as loss? Why do I count everything as loss? Here's the reason. Why do I go all in? Here's the reason. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That's the why. You want to be close to Jesus? You want to experience his power? You got to go all in. You got to count everything else in your life as lost for the sake of gaining Christ, for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. It goes on, it says, for his sake, I've, I've suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish. The message version says dog dung. I don't know what that's, it's kind of weird, right? But I count everything as rubbish. In order that, here it comes, in order that. Why? Why do I count everything as rubbish? In order that I might 
gain Christ and be found in him. The message version says that I might gain Christ and be embraced by him. Not having a righteousness of my own. Y'all get this. A righteousness of my own that comes from the law. What Jesus is saying is not that it's not a list of rules. It's not I come to church so I'm good, right? It's not I read my Bible, right? I'm, I'm good. Like I do all of the things that I know that I have to do as someone who's religious. I, I, not a righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules or from the law, but that comes from righteousness that, that comes through faith in Christ. Trust, all in, moments of faith, the righteousness from God, here it is, that depends on faith. You want to experience Christ this morning. You want to experience the supernatural work of the living God in your life. You have to have moments of, in your life of faith. If you know the outcome of every step you take and everything that you do, there is no faith involved there. You're keeping a list of rules. You're going to get tired. You're going to fall out. Jesus says, what are you trading in for moments of faith? Moments of faith are hard for us. Why? Because faith, we can't see those, the outcome of that, right? Not, a, not what is seen, but what is unseen. That's faith. This is the righteousness that comes from Christ, through faith, it depends on faith. And here it goes again. Why? That I may know him. That I may know him. This is why I go all in. This is why I risk it all. This is why I count everything as lost. This is why I can trust him. So I can know him. And here it is. And the power of his resurrection. You know that you can experience the power of his resurrection in your life? Do you know that you can experience it right now in this very place? The power of his resurrection. The power that raised Lazarus from the dead. We can experience that through the person of the Holy Spirit. And may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Where are you at this morning? I'm struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. I trade in moments of faith for earthly pleasures and fleshly desires. You're not alone in this. If everybody was being honest in this place, they would say, I've traded it. I've traded in. I've picked the world over Jesus. But this morning, Jesus says, I can change that. If you go all in for me, it's not a risk in the sense of, I don't know the outcome. Faith is an assurance of hope that we have. When we risk everything, unlike the man in the video, we know that our hope is secure in Jesus Christ. When we go all in, when we surrender, that's when we find victory. When we go all in, that's where we can experience the supernatural power of God. It's hard. It's challenging. It calls us to give up everything we have. It's not, you know what, Arthur's making me have to go home and I have to sell everything, okay? That, that's, not what I, that's not the heart of the matter. It's, remember, it's the heart of the matter. It wasn't about the two cents. 
It was about the heart of the matter. Jesus saying, would you be willing to give it all up for me? Would you be willing to do that? And if you do that, you can experience the person of Jesus Christ in a real way in your life. So here's what we're going to do. I, I scared Dale when I asked him about this, about doing this. But I feel like this is what we need with a message like this. It's easy to hear this and go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on it, which is great. And you should. You should feel challenged. But I believe it's even more challenging when we step outside of our comfort zone, when we step out in faith. And so this morning, we're going to step out in faith. Are you all ready? All right. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to meet six to eight people just if, that you don't know. Right here in your little group. You, don't have to, you can turn around. Don't, I mean, this is church, I know, but you know, you can turn around, put your knee on the, on the, on the chair. No one's going to judge you for that, right? Judgment-free. Come as you are. You're good, okay? So right now, I know this is super uncomfortable for the introverts in the room. And, hey, I appreciate you. Just work with us here for just a few minutes. And, and, it, and if you're like, oh, I just, oh, Arthur, right? If you feel that way, just bear with me because uh, I want you to experience the supernatural power of God in your life. We're going to have to step out on that, all right? So meet six to eight people really quick, really quick, six to eight people. Get to know their names. You have to remember their names, six to eight people. All right, one, try to meet somebody as close to you as possible. Six to eight people, as close to you as possible. All right. All right, so everybody look up here. Let's, everybody look up here. This is church right here. Everybody look up here for just a moment. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. Hey, don't go too far. Here's what we're going to do. Don't go too far. Those people that you just met, that's going to be your life group for the next six minutes. So get in that group, whoever you met, let's get in that group. And I have two questions for you. And I want you guys to talk about this. So get in the group that you just met. I have two questions for you. And then I'm going to wrap up after we're done. I'm going to give you about six minutes. You won't be able to answer all the questions, but I just want you to talk through this. What is preventing you from going all in this morning? And what steps can you take today to go all in in Christ? What are you holding back from? This morning, there's so much that you can be a part of here at this church. Awana, we have a men's night, we have a girls' retreat, we, a women's retreat. We, there's so many things you can be a part of. What, can, what steps can you take today to go all in? So right now, in that little group you have, let's ask these two questions. What's preventing you from going all in, and what steps can you take? Go ahead, with your group. All right. All right, y'all can have, actually, y'all can go back to your seats and stand up just a moment. If you're still talking, continue. But y'all go ahead and take your seats for just a moment. Y'all stand up, up to your feet. Up to your feet. You can, you can play through the chords of Unstoppable Garlic right now. All right, everybody, to your feet. All right, church, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Are you going all in? Are you going to trade the world for an assured hope this morning? This morning, Jesus wants to transform you. But we need to take a step of faith. We need to leave here differently than what we came in. 
you got to allow him to do that work in your heart. If you have more questions, if you were new and you were like, I've never seen church like this ever. This guy in the red shirt is crazy. So if that's you this morning and you want to know more about Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, you have questions uh, about Jesus, I want you to come and see me. I'll be right here. I would love to talk to you about Christ, about the hope that's living in me. I want to talk to you about that. And Christians, it's time to step up. It's time to show a world that we're all in. Not halfway in, all in. When they see you, they should say, that person, he follows Jesus. He does. She does. No question. Be changed, be transformed. And you know what? I know y'all didn't finish talking, so I'm going to challenge you even one more step. Why don't y'all go to lunch together, the people that were in your group? I know that'll mess all of you up, and I know Chick-fil-A. Actually, they're closed, so we're good. Um, So Eastside Bistro, whatever, y'all want to call in advance. I challenge y'all, if you met somebody new this morning and you were in your group, why don't y'all go out to eat and talk about it? Be uncomfortable. You might not even like the guy or the girl you talk to, but you know you got to open up and love like Jesus, Okay. So why don't we do that? Let's pray, and they're going to sing Unstoppable God, and let's believe it and sing it out as we go. So Father God, we love you. We are so thankful for you. We want to experience the power of the resurrection in our life, the power that raised Lazarus from the dead, that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. We want to experience it, God. You said you sent your Holy Spirit, and we, we were going to do even greater things than you did in your earthly ministry, God. We want to experience that power. But God, we want to experience you. We want to know you more. We want, to, we want to trust you by faith. God, help us this morning. Strengthen us. Strengthen us by your Holy Spirit. Draw men and women to yourself. Help us to be overwhelmed by the fact that the Creator God, who set all of these planets and set the world into motion, that He cares about me and He knows my name. And He sent His Son to come here and pick up a cross and die on it for my sin. There was nothing casual about that, Lord. Help us to offer up our lives as a living sacrifice, knowing that in the end we'll be able to look you face to face and you're going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. I'll set you over much. Here it is. Enter into the joy of your master. Lord, thank you for this morning. I give you all the glory and all the praise. You deserve all of that. You're the banner of Avalon Church. You're the banner of our lives. Be glorified. Walk with us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, let's sing as we go, church.